Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 224. This is the Tuesday, August 21st edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. You guys know what to do. You can follow us on Twitter, at Winning Cures. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Everything. The website, of course, will tell you all of that, winningcureseverything.com. On today's show, we're going to go through the ACC Atlantic, the ACC Coastal, and Notre Dame schedule. We are pre- uh, previewing everything, but before we get to that, you guys know what's up. MyBookie.ag is the best place online to put a sports bet. Isn't that right? That's right. That's right. MyBookie.ag. And look, they even sponsor the show. And you can help them out and help us out at the same time by going to MyBookie.ag and signing up and making a deposit with promo code WCE50. WCE50 is that promo code. It gives you a 50% deposit bonus. That means you put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50. You put in 50 bucks, they're going to give you 25. So go knock that thing out. The best online sports book out there, the best layout, the best odds. Check them out. MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE50. For now, let's get into some preview. All right, it's time for the ACC Atlantic preview. You guys know what that means. We're running through Boston College, Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, NC State, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. So, uh, Chris, you want to just start alphabetically? Yeah, that's why we've been doing it. Let's keep rolling that way. All right, let's do that. Let's start off with Boston College. Last year went 7-5. and five. This year, the over-under on my bookie is 6.5, and, and the juice on that it is minus one fifty-five. They expect them to go over six and a half. But they won't. Want, they don't want to move the number, though. Nope, they don't want to move the number. Man, that's, but, a, that's a high price. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So if you like the under, I would. Uh, I would jump on that thing. And I think this is going to be pretty close. Uh, ESPN's FPI has them favored in six games. Sophomore stars quarterback uh, Anthony Brown and running back AJ Dillon return. Uh, AJ Dillon coming off of an injury last year. The number one wide receiver is uh, Kobe White. Uh, he is another sophomore. Look, they have got a brutal late stretch, right? Miami at Virginia Tech, Clemson at Florida State. Defense should be top 40, even with uh, losing Harold Landry and uh, both of their cornerbacks. Steve Adazio could have his best team and still finish like 7-5, and five, right? Correct. Like, that's that's crazy to me, but the schedule is pretty brutal. At the end. I mean, they yeah. here's the thing. A team like this, do you think, because I think we're both going to see this pretty similarly in the sense of early on, team gets a lot of swagger. They, they they win a whole bunch of games on a stretch, and then it gets real hard. Normally, I wouldn't pick them to win any of those tough games. I could easily see me being wrong on that and them pulling I mean, they, a couple they had upsets some, just yeah. because they, well, they, they did believe. last year. They, well, and they did last year, but because they believe. They've got confidence. They do, but it, the thing is, you gotta you gotta hit that thing early. It is right? it is usually easier to upset a team early in the season than late. That is true. But I I wonder if is that is that because I, I don't know I don't know what the cause and effect of that is. Do you I you want me to give first or I, yeah? What look, do you got? I got them at seven and five. I got them four and four in the conference. Um, look, it's gonna be tough. Like, I, I've, I've got them losing at Wake Forest, losing at Purdue, but I've also got them winning at NC State and then beating Miami uh, after a bye week. Yep. 
So, and I know that Miami comes off the same bye week, but, you know, BC's got them at home on a Thursday. Like, there's a lot to this. I've, I've also got them losing at Virginia Tech to Clemson and at Florida State. So, like, I think they're going to be all over the map. I think I think the same thing. I think they're going to beat a team that we don't expect them to beat. Exactly. And they're absolutely going to lose to a team that they should not lose to. I believe is, that. Is there a more comparable team than Iowa to Boston College? Right now, no. I mean, I think when I was doing this, I was thinking, man, the ACC school, that reminds me like that they're more similar. Than, like, it's easy to say Clemson and Ohio State because they're both like the big dogs. But, like, I think I was <laughs> plays good defense, doesn't turn the ball over a lot, going to beat all the teams they're supposed like, to be except is, yeah. one. So, offense they're, is sometimes crap, and sometimes yeah. they just go bananas. That's right. They're, yeah. they're going to lose a game to a team they should not lose to and a team where they're going to be a double-digit underdog. They're gonna smoke. They're not yeah. just gonna beat them. They're gonna beat the crap out of them. Absolutely. All right. So we got we both got Boston College seven yeah. and five. We don't have any of the same games. I don't like necessarily picking games, but our losses are totally different. But it's the same concept. They're yeah. gonna lose to a team they shouldn't lose to. They're and they're gonna, gonna, gonna beat somebody they, shouldn't, they be. shouldn't be. There you go. All right. Clemson. We'll move on to them. The big dog. Uh, Two thousand seventeen. They were twelve and one in the regular season. They won the ACC championship last year. They lost to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Two thousand eighteen. Over under is 11, mm. and they are favored to do that. The juice is minus 125. Look, I understand it. They're going to be double-digit favorites in every game. They got eight starters back on defense. Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence coming in at quarterback. Kelly Bryant is a returning starter, of course. Uh, they got their top three running backs back, seven to nine wide receivers. They're starting tight end. They're all-American left tackle, uh, Mitch Hyatt. Uh, they're all-conference center. Justin, and I don't even remember how to say this name. Uh, Falsonelli. Yeah, they, they've got a really good offensive. They've got a lot of experience yeah. on and this then team. Defensive tackle Christian Wilkins and defensive end Austin Bryant, like, they have the best defensive line in college football. Both of those guys could have been first-round draft picks last year Correct. and stayed in school. The trips to Texas A&M and Florida State look tough, but those are both first-year head coaches trying to turn around their program. That's not exactly tough Road games. And I'm not saying it's not hostile. I'm not saying any of that for all you guys that want to comment. But look, the bottom line... Please comment. Is, yeah, I mean, go ahead and comment. But but I'm telling you... Take your shots. I would not... I would rather go to Florida State this year oh, yeah. and go to Texas A&M this year as opposed to three years from now when Jimbo Fisher and Willie Taggart have those things rolling. Right? Am I, am I wrong on that? Well, we work on the assumption. See, I, what I don't like... Is comparing Willie Taggart to Jimbo Fisher? I'm not comparing. That, I, I'm but, not. But that's I'm, all right. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my record. I'm gonna go out here. I got him ten and two. I got him twelve and zero. I know that. I don't see. I a had single a feeling you were spot. gonna. Do, let me tell you what I think. I think they're gonna go undefeated in the ACC. Okay, but they lose to South Carolina and Texas A&M. That's exactly what I think. What? That's exactly what I think. I am. That's exactly what I think. Jimbo Fisher is every bit as good of a coach as Dabo. I know it's his first year, but he is worlds better, and he is worlds better at what than 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 the guy that he took over for. 
He is an oh, upgrade. world's better than Kevin Sumlin, yes, not world's an, better oh, than no, Dabo. No, I said he's as good as Dabo. Right, right, right. He's, you said he he's world's a, better oh, yeah, after that. No, huh? he's and he's at a better situation <laughs> than he was at Florida State. Okay. He's got unlimited resources. He's got that will be a hostile game. I will tell you that Clemson hadn't gone on the road to a place like they're going to go when they go into College Station, maybe ever. Man, they go to Columbia every other year. Like it's, I understand what you're talking in, about. That's an in-state rival, man. How many times do they pack up, they get on the plane, and they go to Texas? That's not very where, often. Where football is God. It is not very often. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. I, I think Jimbo is a class coach. He can he can turn that team around quickly, mainly because their struggles are things I think he's really good at fixing. Yeah, quarterback play, uh, toughness, like all, all that stuff that they were lacking. Yeah, I yeah. just, I just don't see. I think A and M's going to be better. And we we had this conversation when we did the SEC West breakdown. I think A and M's going to be better. I think they're going to be better than they've been, and I think they're going to compete. Um, and I absolutely could see Clemson kind of overlooking them. Okay, okay. And so you, you think you undefeated know, in the ACC? You know my feelings about if if they're ten and two and they win the ACC championship. Is this a playoff team? Oh, and there's no doubt they're going to get in if they go 10-2 and two and they make the playoffs. And they win the conference, yes. If they win the championship game, yes. Okay. So, that if they if they go 11-2, and and if they go 11-2, yes, they make, they make the playoffs. Okay. Okay. You can't keep them out. There is no Big 12 team or Pac-12 team that can overcome them no matter what. The ACC is just better. Let's go ahead and move on to Florida State. Let's jump into that. They went five and no, I'm sorry, six and six last year. They uh, they rescheduled that Louisiana Monroe game. Correct. Um, 2018 over under is eight, and the juice is minus one thirty. They are favored to go over eight. New coach Willie Taggart comes in from Oregon. He was only at Oregon for one year. DeAndre Francois, who was ten and three as a starter in 2016, returns from injury. He uh, left the Alabama game last year, uh, and then was gone. Uh, Cam Akers should absolutely be a star under Willie Taggart's offense. The offensive line returns at three out of five, the entire right side. So look for them to lean heavily on that side on the run. But they were the 10th worst in rushing efficiency in 2017. Like, they were getting stuffed at the line at like a 25% clip. Like at the line or or behind. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot to this. The defense only returns three starters. It's two defensive linemen and one cornerback, but they got a ton of talent. Mickey Andrews is back, the legend, coached under uh, Bobby Bowden. He's back working with the team. He didn't have, a, like, an official title, I don't think. Um, but you Florida State fans can can tell me about that, I promise. I, I don't know for certain. Uh, the, I, the question really is, can James Blackman win the starting quarterback job from Francois after last year? He's not as accurate. He's not as naturally gifted, but – he he plays straight. He does what he's supposed to do off the field. Francois has had a couple of issues this offseason. Taggart's not letting anybody know what's up. If I had to guess, I'm going to guess Francois gets the job because the bottom line is winning. Um, I mean, what what do you think about this team? Like, Do, do we really know anything about no. them other than... No, we don't know anything know. about them. I, I don't think... I think one of the reasons Jimbo was kind of collapsing there, I don't think this team is tough. And I think Jimbo was trying to make them tough, and he just realized it's not working. These these players just refuse to buy in. They're good. They're talented. But they're not mentally or physically 
ready to compete at a level that you have to be able to compete at. And, and, and I think he saw that. I think his coaching staff saw that. I think that's why they had the, the like fights and the problems in the coaching staff. It wasn't players fighting. It was highly competitive men trying to get these guys fired up. Yeah. And they just can't do it. I, I don't believe in this team. I think Willie Taggart, while they have five stars, all the stars you want next to names, they got them. Well, yeah. But I don't know that – I've just never been a believer that that's all it takes to win in college football. I think it's going to take – and I like Willie Taggart as a coach. I think he's definitely the guy to make them tough. Yeah. We remember about those workouts in Oregon. Oh, yeah. Um, I got him going 6-6 six and six again. I got him three games better than that. I got him 9-3. and three. I think the schedule sets up really well for him. Uh, Virginia Tech, like, we'll, we'll get to Virginia Tech in another preview, but I've got him beating Virginia Tech week one on that Monday night. Um, I got him winning at Syracuse. I got him winning at Louisville. Uh, I think here's, here's the three losses I've got. At Miami, Clemson, and then at NC State. I think they go on the road and beat Notre Dame. I think they beat Boston College. I think they beat Florida because all three of those games are at the end of the year. I think they're all going to be super hype games. I, Willie Taggart in this spot, like I love him at Florida State. I think they're going to be great. I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think he can walk in and flip a switch. If a team is not tough, which I don't respect their toughness based on what I saw last year and even the year before. Well, I mean, the year I, before I, they went ten and three, which yes, is partially but, why I'm. But they I'm, also, but they also had the same the three losses they had. Like they had losses where they got blown out, they got outplayed by teams that were not as good as them talent wise. Okay, that, that yeah. speaks to a toughness. It doesn't. It's not a record thing. It's a. It's a mental and physical way that you play. But that's that's also like I'm, they, I'm they do have this. talent enough to beat Boston teams that, College. You, you don't get double digits when you add all the stars to all their players on okay. their team. That team, I would take over this team and, and Tallahassee all day long. When you, talk about, know, when you talk about toughness and you want to talk about playing the game of football and getting after I, somebody. I understand where you're coming from on that, but you, like, you, you, talent you, you accounts take, for a lot. You take talent, I'll take guys that want to fight. Okay. That's just the way I've always been. And, until, and Willie Taggart will get that, but he won't get it year one. You okay. can't flip a switch and make that happen. No, I understand. I'm with you. All right, let's move on. Let's do Louisville. Uh, Louisville, re- of course, replacing Lamar Jackson. That's the biggest obstacle. Jawan Pass is the quarterback that's going to do that. The defense only returns two starters, and they bring in a new defensive coordinator, Brian Van Gorder. Uh, last time we saw him was 2016, and he was being let go in the middle of the year by Notre Dame. Uh, wide receivers Jalen Smith, Seth Dawkins, and Des Fitzpatrick are stars at wide receiver. Uh, they had over 2,300 yards combined and 20 touchdowns last year. Four out of five offensive linemen return. They are replacing their left tackle, but they're bringing in a guy with experience, yep. senior uh, Linwood Foy. He'll be fine. Uh, there's major questions on D. They're replacing Lamar Jackson. They got Alabama in Orlando, and they're playing at Clemson. What do we make of Louisville? Like You, you want to put yours first? Yeah. I got them eight and four. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, I do think whoever comes in and steps in as quarterback is going to be exactly like every Bobby Petrino coach we've uh, quarterback we've ever seen. We're well, like say, like Arkansas Bobby Petrino or like Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson was the outlier. Well, no, uh, Lamar's skill set made him different because he could run. Whoever comes in there is going to inherit an unbelievable offensive line, 
It's going to equate to a really good run game. I don't know if they can, have a name brand Can we really say an unbelievable yeah. offensive line? Because, yeah, think, look, they I got think, destroyed the last two years when they went up against good, or against good defenses. Like, remember, Houston had like 11 they, sacks. They, they, only, they only play Clemson and Alabama. Those are two, two games on their schedule. Nobody else is going to blow them off the ball offensively. Or defensively. Let's see. You don't think Florida State could blow them off the ball? No. You don't think Boston College could blow them off the they ball? They might. They might. But they've got a good enough offense. NC State, I know, can, replaces no, like four guys, but yeah. like they play but tough. No, NC State's going to be a good defense, but they're not going to be such a great defense that Louisville. And I don't have Louisville winning all those games. They obviously got four well, yeah. losses on the schedule. I think their offense is going to be just fine. Bobby Petrino has replaced great talent in the past. He is a quarterback guru. We throw that word around. This guy, it does not matter who takes the snaps from the center. They always do well. He's got the receivers. He's got a very you just you just talked about how good the offensive line was, and then you're going to crap well, I on. They got, I didn't say because I, they're going to get blown up by Alabama fine. and Clemson. I, yeah, but I said everybody they got four in the four out of five offensive linemen returning, I and, didn't say and they they're replacing good. that fifth person with a senior. They're going to be way above average in the ACC at offensive line. Okay, okay. way above average. That's I don't know what I like about now, Brian Van Gorder and, and the fact that they've got how many, nine guys. How many defensive guys? How many defensive teams has has Petrino ever had? Not many, but you got to be able to was, stop somebody. How good was their defense a couple years ago when they were like number three in the country? Not great. Right. Not great. No, you're I'm right. Not, I'm not worried about their defense. That's just not what Bobby Petrino cares about. I got them six and six. I got them three and five in the conference. So we're we're literally two games off. Yeah, we're only two games off. I, I don't think they're that great, but I do think Petrino is a good coach, and the defensive stuff is going to be a problem this year. But it's uh, never been a problem. It, How good was their defense last year? They were garbage, I man. I understand what you're saying, but they also had a guy that could account for 400 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know that Jawan passes that. He's not, he's, he's not going to account for that many, but there were a lot of those touchdowns they didn't need. They were beating people by 35, so now they'll beat them by 16. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. instead of scoring 50 a game, they'll score 37 a game. Yeah, you, yeah okay. okay I, I'm with you. I'm I with just you. watched Bobby Petrino do this too many times. I'm not going to be <laughs> fooled. I'm not going to be suckered in. His defense is going to suck. His quarterback's going to look great. And, and his receivers are going to get drafted. That's what's going to happen. Let's move on to NC State. Let's go ahead and jump in here. They're replacing all four defensive line starters. I like this team. Senior quarterback Ryan Finley is back. Defense only has two starters back. Um, and just like Louisville, but yep. they're loaded with upperclassmen. That's yep. the issue. Uh, Finley says they have the best receiving core in the ACC. What else would you expect him to say? They uh, are they've got way Stephen better Lewis. than they have been. Yeah, Kelvin Harmon, Jacoby Myers, offensive line returns three starters all on the left side. Uh, senior Reggie uh, Gillespie, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, him, he, or that, 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 I can't even talk right now. He is replacing uh, Hines at running back. And it's good that they've got a senior, but like Hines was was pretty special. Correct. Uh, out of conference, they host West Virginia. But explain this to me: Why would NC State play at Marshall? Like, why would you make that deal if you're NC State? Like, if you're a big time program, why do you make that deal? Uh, see, I don't. I I actually I respect it. I have an appreciation for it. Give a team a home and home. Or maybe a two and one, I guess. Like it's it's kind of like Ole Miss going to Memphis. Like, yeah. why would they have to do that? It, okay, I'm with you. Because you want because you want to recruit in West Virginia. I guess you're gonna you're gonna play West Virginia, and you're gonna go to West Virginia to play Marshall. You're gonna recruit 
that area. There's a lot of talent that comes out of that area. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, you you're right. You can't recruit them from your couch, man. Uh, I do – part of me wishes that NC State had that defensive line that they had last year, this year. Well, yeah, that was really Because good. the schedule sets up really, really well. I like, like really this team. well. Uh, I've got them at eight and four. Like, I've got them losing to West Virginia, but that could easily be a win. Yep. Uh, I've got them losing to Boston College, but that could easily, that could easily be, be a win. A win. Uh, I've got them losing at Clemson. I've got them losing at Syracuse, just because I think Syracuse is going to beat somebody. But I've got them beating Florida State. I've got them beating Wake Forest at Louisville, at North Carolina, like four straight to end the season. You know, I, the ACC is such a cluster that I don't know what to make of anybody, really. But I like NC State here. I think they've, they've built on something – Senior quarterback Ryan Finley coming back. I love that. I got him at eight and four, five and three in the conference. I like him more than you do. I could believe that. I got him at ten and two. I really do like this team a lot. I know They're that that defense, replacing nine starters on defense. But see, you only look at starters. Defense is not one of those positions I, I where you play but every day. They're bringing down. in like a lot of freshmen and sophomores. And, on those this. Guys, and those guys are all. They got all the stars that you're supposed to have. They're highly recruited. They're highly talented, and their defensive coach can coach these guys up. Who you got them losing to? I don't like doing that, but, I, but pretty much give, give me ideas. Oh, dog, man. I, I think they could lose the West Virginia game. They could lose the Boston College game. But they, I've got them – if I had to spell it out, i got them losing to Clemson, losing to Syracuse, back-to-back. That's a, Okay, so I've but, got them losing but, to but those two. But they could easily I, beat Syracuse by 30 and lose to Boston College. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I understand. I can't foresee a way where they go on the road to Clemson and win – that is just asking too much, but I think they got the talent. I mean, they they played them close the last two years. I think, like, and they I, were a field goal I, away from beating I, them two years I, I ago. I don't think that they they don't think that they're the stepchild that they're not supposed to win these games. I think they think they're in the same class as Florida State and Clemson and 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 West Virginia Tech. Like, I I understand. I'm with you. So look, we're this segment's going long. Let's go ahead and start moving. Uh, we'll move Syrac- quickly here. Syracuse. The last two are just... Syracuse, too. Uh, you know what we didn't do? NC State's over-under, by the way, for this year. Seven and a half. So we're both so over. Juice is, uh, Juice is minus 110 on that. Okay. Uh, and they went eight and four last year, so I've got them same record as last year. Syracuse, uh, 2017, they went four and eight. 2018, their over-under is five and a half. Juice is only minus 105. So it's a crapshoot, right? Like, they could win six, they could win five, they could win four, they could win seven. It's just whatever. Uh, they started four and three last year with a home loss to MTSU and a win over Clemson. After they beat Clemson, they lost five straight to end the year. They lost to Miami, Florida State, Wake Forest, Louisville, and Boston College. Quarterback Eric Dungy is one of eight starters back on offense. Linebacker was their defensive strength last year, but they lost all three of them this offseason. Schedule is less of a gauntlet than last year, but it is still really, really difficult. I got them at five and seven. I got them two and six in the ACC. I got them at four and eight. We're one game apart. It, the know. only game that I like, okay. So I've got them beating NC State and North Carolina, and then uh, what? UConn, Wagner at West uh, Western Michigan. Like that's the ones that I've got. Um, everything else, like I just, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't think that. I think they're going to upset a team, which is why we both had them beating. NC State doing what they did to Clemson last year. I yeah. think they're going to beat somebody they shouldn't. Yeah, I, I like Dino Babers. I just think it's taking a really long time to build this up. You can't recruit. 
They just it's, cannot recruit Syracuse. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible. Wake uh, Forest. Wake Forest, two thousand seventeen. They went seven and five. Their over under this year is six and a half. And it is minus one ten for the juice. Uh, once they get rid of the guy leaking the playbook for wakey leaks and whatnot, the yeah. offense broke out last I year know. under Dave Clawson. Pretty pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Entire offensive line is back. They lose quarterback John Wolford. The good news is that quarterback Kendall Hinton actually beat out Wolford before a knee injury last season. Uh, he's more of a runner than a big arm, so it'll be a different kind of offense under Clawson. They got eight starters back on offense, six back on defense. Can tight end Jack Frudenthal replace record breaker Cam Serigny? And I'm hoping I said those right, but I I was messing around with all my notes and whatnot, and I saw the names and was like, man, I really want to say those names. So I have got Wake Forest at six and six. I don't like their schedule. I do like the team. I like Dave Clawson. He's always been like you remember when he was hired uh, back in '08. Yeah, at Tennessee. And it was all the claw fence, right? Like it's it's gonna right. re or change everything for Philip Fulmer. Well, then Fulmer gets fired mid year, and Clawson has to go find somewhere else to go and whatnot. Not where did he go? Like Richmond or I mean, I don't remember. It was something crazy. So he uh, he goes to Wake Forest. Last year was a really really good year. I think people have a little bit of knowledge on them this year. I got him six and six too. I, I kind of wanted to put him at five and seven because I wanted to see Tulane come out in the game one and upset them. I, I mean, they, they're playing at Tulane. I can't pull. Yeah, but when you but have I can't a, pull the trigger. When you have a month to prepare for the option, it's, it's really easy to prepare for the option. Yeah. If they played that game week three, Tulane's getting that W in my book. Oh yeah. Um, and then I wanted to get them an upset, but all the big games are on the road, and I just yeah. don't know that they're going into hostile territory. And pulling off a win at Clemson or, you know, even at an NC State or something. Well, I mean, they, they've got Notre Dame coming to Wake Forest this year. Yeah. Uh, so, maybe, but I, I, couldn't, I just – I couldn't pull that trigger either. Me either. Me either. So, all right. All right, that's going to wrap up the ACC Atlantic Division. Next up, we're going to do the Coastal. <laughs> ACC Coastal Division preview. What? Let's jump in this bad boy. This is the heart and soul. This is the blood, the lifeline of the ACC. The people that really care that about really football. Care? <laughs> I'm just messing around. You guys understand tell, how it goes. Tell those folks from Clemson they don't care about football. That's it. Well, I know, right? But but does anybody else? Does it? I'm playing. I'm playing. All right. Let's start off. Let's do uh, – Start I, off with Duke. How about this? I'll, <laughs> I'll read through the list. We got Duke, Georgia Tech, Miami – North Carolina, Pitt, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Let's start off with the most rabid fan base of all seven of the ACC Coastal, the Duke Blue Devils over in Durham, North Carolina. 2017, they went 6-6. Six and six. 2018, their over-under is 6. But the juice is minus 150, so they are favored to go over that. They just don't want to change the number. They got seven starters back on offense, but only two offensive linemen. Quarterback Daniel Jones returns along with three wide receivers. And running back, look, sophomore Britton Brown has the speed and the physicality, in my opinion, to be the best that Duke has ever had at running back. Uh, their offense sputtered in 2017 midseason. They only averaged 12.2 points per game in their six-game losing streak in the middle of the year because they started off 4-0. Uh, but they rebounded in the last three games. They averaged 36.7 points per game. How is that even possible? Uh, 
they play a four-two-five defense, and look, it's uh, it's going to be the strongest that they've ever been on the front six. It's a difficult schedule, but I really like this team. I am all about this team. Wow, I think yes. we're going to be different then. That's I got them at eight and four. Woo. I got them eight and four. I, I look, I got them losing at Northwestern. And but, you got them eight and four. You still got them losing that game. But I, I got them beating uh, Virginia Tech. I mean, I, I got them beating uh, Georgia Tech, Virginia. I got them losing at Pitt, losing at Miami, losing at Clemson. I think they beat Wake Forest at home, beat North Carolina at home, beat Virginia at home. They went on the road at Georgia Tech after a bye week. I got them winning on the road at Baylor. Like, I like this team. I like this team a lot. They got a lot of returning pieces. And I love David Cutcliffe. I, okay. I think he's fantastic. I'm a, I'm a Cutcliffe guy. I kind of went with my heart, not necessarily my brain, on a couple of these picks. Is your, it, I got them at six, seven and, five and seven. Five and seven. Did your heart tell you to go at five and seven? My heart told me. I, what is wrong with your heart, man? I, I really like Matt Rule at Baylor. And oh, my God. And I want him to be better. You know how I feel about Matt Rule. And I want you him, can want him to be better and be still better. understand that sometimes you're going to look. It ain't all about wins and losses, Chris. I, I sometimes it's just about they're gonna the character. Get, they're going to get that win. Matt Rule's going to get him a W. He's going to get a good W against the <laughs> ACC school. <laughs> Lord. I got him. I got him five and seven. Okay. Um, and I got him five and three in the ACC. So it, I, I'm. I do that. You don't do that. I'm yeah. sorry. My bad. Sorry. My bad. Um, let's move on. Georgia Tech. Let's jump in. Okay. Triple option. Paul Johnson. They lost by one in double overtime at Tennessee last year. Lost by one at Miami. Lost by four at Virginia. Can you believe? Like I actually thought that by the end of the year, when you saw how bad Tennessee was. It just it makes I, that loss look I, even worse. I could have seen Paul Johnson getting fired. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, they went five and six last year. They had a game canceled. canceled that's right. At Central Florida, so it, they probably would have been five and seven. We'll never know. No, that, you, you, that's right. 2018 over under is six, and the Jews minus one twenty on that one. Um. I don't know. They got nine starters back on offense. I love that. I love experience coming back in the triple option. I know. Senior quarterback, Taquan Mitchell. Sorry, Marshall. Holy God. You you messed up the easy name. I messed up the easy but name, you got but I'm getting the right one. complicated names really good. There you go. Six starters back on defense, but they got nine upperclassmen starting. Six road games this year. They play at South Florida That's and tough. at Georgia. That's real tough. That's, that's real tough. Quarterback Marshall's completion percentage last year. You ready for this number? 37.1% last year. Making them if, boys in Baton Rouge look good. If he can get to 50%, Georgia Tech can absolutely be dangerous. You're asking him to gain 13% when he only threw 37. That's that's like that's over 10% better. What did he throw like five times a game? Like he's just give the boys some more passes. That's all I'm saying. I got him going 7 and 5. I got them four and four. I, they got a lot of experience coming back. I got them five and seven. You got them beating South Florida. I got them beating South Florida. You're just wrong. South Florida. Like, you just don't respect. You don't respect Strong. South Florida. We, we've had this conversation too many times. You don't respect Charlie Strong. Loses nineteen. One day I'm going to meet him. Twenty-two starters. One day on I'm going to meet team. Charlie Strong, and I'm going to tell him, my partner Gary Seegers does not respect you. Charlie Strong, as if a man, you find a as way. A coach, 
to beat Georgia Tech in week two when you were replacing 19 starters from last year? He'd be just fine. Hey, I'm all about it. I'll tell you I'm sorry. But one of the best coaches right now, Paul Johnson is also a really good coach. And I'm in on that, John. I got him beating. That, uh, I got him winning at South Florida. I got him losing at Pitt the next week, though. Any any coach that has an L against Bush Jones, I'm not calling a really good coach. <laughs> That's a fact. I stand beside that statement. There's, a, you know what? I think we could probably go back through Butch's entire Tennessee history. Remember when people got crooned? Oh yeah. When Mississippi State would beat somebody yeah, you, and then they got fired. Yeah, yeah. I bet everybody other than Paul Johnson has been butched. Hey, you're probably right. Oh, man. Either way. All right, so I got them 7-5. What you got them? 5-7? Five 5-7. And five and seven. Five and seven. Okay, let's move on. Miami, it's time. 2017, 10-2. The Hurricanes, they lost 38-3 to Clemson in the ACC championship game last year. Not good. Not pretty. No, they uh, they closed the year losing at Pitt. They got hammered by Clemson. They lost to Orange Bowl to Wisconsin. They started out 10-0. Started lost out. the last three. The They're, turnover chain just lost yeah, its goal. Turnover chain was gone after that. Uh, the over under this year is nine and a half. Juice is minus one oh five on that. Um look, Mark Richt, it looks like he's got him headed in the right direction. There's not a whole lot of depth on the offensive line or the defensive line, so injuries there could end up being killers. They it, got it, talent. It could, swing, it could swing that team real bad. Yeah. Uh quarterback Malik Rozier, uh running back Travis Homer. They return Skill players are pretty new. Uh, you know, they got six returning starters on offense, seven on defense. Look for wide receiver Amon Richard, uh, Richards to be a star after breaking out uh, in 2016. He had a knee injury last year, but he'll be back. He was an All-American as a freshman in 2016, so he'll be real good this year, hopefully, if he returns right. Um, they still have the talent to be really good. I don't think they're national title good. I'm not gonna argue with that. So I, I've got Miami at nine and three we're, this year. We're real close. We're real close. I got him ten and two. I really like Mark Rick. I think I like I like Mark Rick. I, I think he's just way above average at coaching. Really good coach, and I I just can't see them losing many games. The schedule does not scare me. Yeah, I mean I, I understand where you're Here's coming from. I, I got him ten and two. And I got one of those losses to LSU, which I'm pretty sure is going to be a W. Well, I've got them beating LSU. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've got them starting off 7-0. and i got them beating Florida State. i got them winning at Virginia, beating up Bronco Mendenhall's bunch. But then after the bye week is when it gets crazy, which well, yeah, is exactly what this, happened this last year. when the schedule gets brutal. Well, the schedule gets tough, and you start to see about that depth, right, on the offensive and defensive lines. And at that point, they got to play at Boston College, Duke, at Georgia Tech, at Virginia Tech, and Pitt. So you got them losing to Duke? No, I got you them. Got them losing to Pitt? I nope. I got them losing at Boston College, at Georgia Tech, and at Virginia oh, okay. Tech. Georgia Tech. I got them losing the three road games. Okay. So yeah. yeah I don't think that's gonna happen. That'd be all right. Uh, you know, we'll we see. disagree. That's okay. They uh they probably got more talent, but those are the kind of teams that you were talking about before. Oh, you're no, you're right. You know, you're it's, it's right. Oh, guys that want to fight. That's right. North Carolina. Hold on. What did, what did, yo, you ten and two? Ten and two. Ten and two. Okay, you got them winning this uh, division. No, uh, no, we'll no, get to it. We'll no. get to it. Okay, no, don't jump ahead. Don't. <laughs> don't jump ahead. I got them five and three in the conference, so we'll we'll get back to that here in a little bit. Uh, North Carolina, 2017. They went three and nine. The Tar Heels. 
we hadn't even talked about this before, but the uh, the selling shoes, everybody getting suspended, and they're doing like a tiered system where some guys miss some games and blah blah blah. So let me hang on. Our our guys on our guys from West Lot talked about this on their podcast a while back, and I was listening to it, giving them some love. They were talking about like all the Urban Meyer stuff and the the stuff going on in Maryland. They're like, remember when like the the worst part of like college football was guys like getting free tattoos like like that got a coach fired like yeah. free tattoos got a coach fired and i'm thinking man couldn't we get like to that again like if that's the worst we got like nobody cares and then these cats get suspended for selling some shoes was, I'm it, thinking, was it 12 or 13 guys that got and i'm thinking you know what let them sell the damn shoes oh well, no, I, I agree nobody's dying no, nobody's getting no. raped no you know like like nobody's getting abused. What? What, no, what are we talking about? Ain't nobody arguing about like it. Look, it's a gift. It is your shoes. You should be able to sell it. And in the I'm day, in the day you're finished playing college football, you can sell it. But but one, while you're playing, one you day can't. before that, you can't. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so last year three and team? nine, uh, their over under is five and a half. They are minus one fifty to win over five and a half. Yeah, five and a half is pretty low. It's it's pretty low, but for low. a team that went three and nine last year, uh, look, they got five starters back on offense, and it's still a quarterback battle between Chaz uh, Surratt and Nathan Elliott, and I don't understand how because Nathan Elliott played immensely better at the end of last year. Uh, only the tackles are proven on the offensive line. Seven starters back on defense, but they finished last against the run in the ACC for five straight years. They got to fix that problem. Uh, their non-conference schedule is pretty rough. They play at Cal to start off the season. They play at East Carolina, and they've got Central Florida coming in. Uh, is there enough talent to to get to a bowl game? And if not, can Larry Fedora end up being fired this year because of his talk about you know I, I, CTE I, I think, and I think just everything fi- else? Right. If he only wins five games or less, if he doesn't make a bowl game. It's fireable because you've had a, a three and nine, and then obviously a five and seven at best, or lower than that. That's that's fireable. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with what he said in front of a microphone. While it might be ignorant, his record is what's fireable. Yes, I, I'm with you. I I got him, I got him making a bowl, but but not great. Who I am so different than you on this. All right, I, I don't I'm, like this team okay. at all. At all, I cannot stand this team, and not as like a personal bias thing. Looking at this team, I just don't think they're very good. All right, I've got them three and nine again. I got them one and seven. I got them losing at Cal. I got them losing to Central Florida. I got them beating Pitt because they always, for some reason, beat Pitt. Like even last year, they beat Pitt. Uh, But I mean, you got listen to the schedule, man. At Miami, Virginia Tech, at Syracuse. At Virginia, Georgia Tech, at Duke, and then Western Carolina, and then NC State. Like, like literally, you, you named all those schools like you were going through the gauntlet of the old school SEC West when it was like Ole Miss and Mississippi State as number one and two in the I'm country. I'm saying for a team that went three and nine last year, you, you, you that, name off Syracuse and Virginia and Georgia Tech like they are somebody to be feared. <laughs> Not saying that they won't lose to those teams, but come on, man. I'm saying North Carolina's defense has been brutal, 
And no, Syracuse and Georgia Tech are two of those kind of offenses that nothing are going to put up points on Nothing them. about those schools should scare anybody. Not that, not that they won't beat North Carolina, but nothing about those schools are scaring anybody, Gary. Those are coin flip games at best. I got them three and nine. I got them one and seven in the ACC. You got, got seven, seven and five. I got them seven and five, and literally they could be five and seven, and it wouldn't make a damn to me. This team is is the most boring team to think about. I, I will watch zero of their games. I will gamble on zero of their games, um, unless they find themselves to be a huge favorite, and then I'll probably bet against them. But but Duke, or is if not, they start falling off the wagon, like, like and then them at home against Duke is not something that scares me at all. <laughs> like like I'm pretty sure they can win that game. Will they? Maybe, but I'm quite certain they can. Okay, okay. Let's move on to Pitt. Let's let's jump into Pittsburgh. Uh, look, 2017. Uh, this conference is rough. Yeah, they went five and seven last year. Their over under this year is five. And they're minus 140 to go over. So, again, a favorite to go over the five. Pat Narduzzi is 21-17 and 17 in three years. Uh, look, the non-conference is not any easier this year than it has been. They got Penn State at Central Florida at Notre Dame. Uh, that, that's just three L's just going to hit you right in the face. Well, you, you say that, but... I mean, it's, in, in the last two years, this team has beaten Miami, Clemson, and Penn State. I get it. Like, it, it's... Really I strange. I don't get it. Um, maybe they've they only win, got maybe they win one of those games. Maybe. Okay. I mean, they, they've only got four starters back on offense. They got seven back on defense. That five and seven record from last year. They lost to Penn State and Oklahoma State in the non-conference. So that's that's tough. It, it's tough that's to tough. do. Uh, look, they were average on offensive line last year, and now they're replacing three offensive linemen. And I mean, that was their problem for most of the year last year. Now, they sometimes, went, because they were average, these new guys might be better. Than they the might be guys. better. I mean, and that's, they, they might be better. That could be a good thing. They went from 6.7 yards per play in 2016 with Nathan Peterman at, court, or at quarterback and Matt Canada as, as the offensive con, or I can't talk, offensive coordinator. They went to 5.4 yards per play last year. That was the second biggest power five drop. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. I don't, I don't see much don't, to I don't like, like. I don't like this. I think they're North Carolina, but even more boring. Let's see. I, hell, I've got them losing at North Carolina. Yeah, I got them four and eight this year, they, they, but I got them three and five in yeah. the conference. They are more boring and a harder schedule. I got them three and nine. I, I don't know anything about this team. I don't expect anything good. If <laughs> if they win six games, congratulations to them. I I don't follow the ACC well enough to know what they're doing. Move on to the other team. I really liked about. Pat Narduzzi. I really liked him. Like the first two years, they go eight and five. It feels like he's building something. They're upsetting people, and then Canada left, and they can't run. The can't football. do nothing. And now Canada's the head coach at Maryland, which is interim. <laughs> I just don't understand. Assistant too. I don't get it. Virginia. Yeah, now, I, I like this head coach. Yeah, Bronco Mendenhall's bunch. The uh, the Wahoos. Isn't that what they are? I, I think, think that's so. what they call Virginia, right? The Wahoos. <laughs> the I don't think uh, so. They're yeah. They're the Cavaliers. They're the Cavaliers, but they're the Wahoos, oh, like, man. Like that's their slang. That's, all right, that's, hey, you I need to be up on I, your I'm Charlottesville not, stuff, man. I'm not, up, I'm not up on the slang. They were six and six last year. That included a big time ass whipping at Boise State, and yes, God sir. knows that was entertaining. That was awesome. Uh, sorry to my Boise State buddies. I got several of them up there now. 
I mean, y'all on the edge of the earth up there. I don't know what y'all are doing up there. But either way, 2018 over under four, the Virginia Cavaliers is five. And it's plus 110 to go over five. So that means they are not favored to (laughs) go over. No one's thinking that's happening. Look, former Arizona State quarterback Bryce Perkins, he's a dual threat guy. He fits Bronco Mendenhall's offense way better than Kurt Benkert. Correct. And that's I'm not going to argue that. He at all. started 23 out of 25 games for Mendenhall at Virginia so far, and they kind of had things rolling last year. They've only got five starters back on offense, six on defense. The offensive line again looks like the weak spot, but can Perkins's mobility kind of mask that? I mean, we'll we'll see. There's lots of experience and talent at the linebacker and in uh, in the secondary, but the defensive line is questionable. Bowl game last year was progress, but I'm looking at a little bit of a drop-off this year. I think they're going to play tougher. I just don't think they got the depth to be able to, to go through this schedule. Um, the early part is going to be just pretty brutal. And then after that, like, yeah, they'll get some wins here and there. I mean, they got Liberty, like, third to last game, so – that's always a good thing, but, I mean, you close out at Georgia Tech and at Virginia Tech, like, that's rough for a team with uh, with this kind of talent. I've got them at 5-7. and seven. i got them 2-6 and six in the ACC. Yeah, i got them 5-7 and seven also, and it wouldn't shock me if Ohio, Ohio comes in and beats them. I mean, you know how I feel about the You know, I've, I've really thought about that, but, I mean. You know how I feel about the MAC teams. Yeah. I, I, I like those teams a lot well, and, better and than And Frank most. Solich, like, he's a covering I, machine, I, man. I know, like, he will cover the spread on that. I, I have made I have made a lot of winning bets in, in bowls betting MAC teams. Oh, yeah. Like, when, when they play big boy schools in bowls, they don't lose to them, and they definitely don't blow covers no i'm i'm with you i got them five and seven also now if they finish six and six and go to another bowl it wouldn't shock me any of these things are logical on this right because because you've got this entire conference and other than miami and this division and other than vitek no they're all the same all of these teams are the exact same this year i think they could all just be the same everybody on here could beat everybody else that's what makes it difficult almost We're going to get to that last one. All right, well, let's go on and jump in. Let's, let's talk go. about Virginia Tech. Let's talk about the Hokies, Justin Fuente's bunch. It's my guy. They went 9-3 and three last year. Uh, their 2018 over-under is 8.5. That is plus 130. That means they are favored to go under the 8. Now, here's the deal. They found a way to win nine games last year with the freshman quarterback and an inconsistent running game. It sounds like you don't like this. Go ahead. Keep going. So, with a freshman quarterback and an inconsistent running game, the defense only returns five starters. Uh, Can anybody replace linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, defensive tackle Tim Settle, and safety Terrell Edmonds? Bud Foster's still good. He's still great. He's been replacing those guys forever. I, I want you to listen to this, though. All right. Three quarters of this roster are underclassmen. They are sophomores or younger. Who replaces wide receiver Cam Phillips? He was the all-time leading pass catcher. We have no idea. It could be Ball State transfer Damon uh, Hazelton. It could be Eric Kuman. It could be Sean Savoy. Uh, the schedule sets up well, but like these underclassmen got to grow up early. Like the first game at Florida State could actually help them out for the rest of the season. Like going into a big-time environment like that and and seeing what it's like can actually set them up for the rest of the year. But, man, they are super young, and they are replacing a bunch of dudes. Uh, 
but I still like him. I still like Justin Fuente. I Just, like Josh Jackson back. Justin I, Fuente is one of the best coaches in the country. Not yeah. in the conference, not in the division, in the country. Yeah. In the country. But Foster's is still a great defensive coordinator. He's bringing in talent. He's always going to keep doing it. Um, but, yeah, they lost some NFL guys. Guess what? They're going to lose some more NFL guys this year, and then they're going to lose some next year, and they're just going to keep rotating that door around. Yeah. They've been doing this longer than Clemson has, I promise you. They've been doing it longer than Florida State has, I promise you. I like this team. You remember when we talked about Memphis, and I just didn't have the balls to say they were going to go undefeated? Yeah. I is it the same the thing here? Same thing here, man. I, look, I'll I got them going this. eleven and one, and it's only because I don't think they can run the table. But if they go in Notre Dame, Notre Dame comes to them. They if they're undefeated after that Notre Dame game, the only game that scares me is Miami. That's at home too. I think, I think they could do it, dude. I, I've got them ten and two. I got them six and two in the conference, but. I got them losing at Florida State in the first game, I and then I got them losing. I got them losing at Duke in the uh, fifth game, and then I've got them running the table. I got them Justin, beating Notre Dame. I got them winning Justin, at North Carolina. Justin Fuente is not losing to Duke. Georgia Tech, Boston College, Miami, Virginia. Like I got them winning all these. I that, got them winning that at Pitt. week one game. You're right. That is going to be the game to determine. I think if they look right in that game, I think they can run it. I you think they can right. run it. I like this team. I love this coach. And and I they gotta replace some dudes, but but everybody's replacing dudes. And I think he's getting to a point where he can. I think the fact that they're young is just fine. So we both got Virginia Tech winning this side of the and, division. And going over they only got eight games and and Vegas doesn't think they'll do the eight. Yeah, it's uh it's eight and a half and it's see plus one thirty. I can't see four losses on this game. On I know, schedule. But they they've got so many underclassmen. I don't care. I know I, I know that Vegas is probably right and we're gonna be wrong. This I've been I've been this marking notes when I realize right. that the juice is so far off the other way that I wanna go. I've got four bets in this conference. That's more than any other conference that that I will be laying down sizable money that matter to me. We may be making a run down to Tunica after this thing gets done. <laughs> That's right. All right, Virginia Tech, y'all got a lot to be excited about. Let's do this. Notre Dame preview 2018 college football. Look, Chris, how do you feel about Notre Dame? I've never had a problem with them. I'm not a Brian Kelly fan. You know that. I know. I know. I, I like the team. I don't like Brian Kelly <laughs> at all. Last year, 2017, they went nine and three. In 2018, the over under is nine, and the juice at my bookie is minus 120. They are favored to go over nine. Brian Kelly is 69 and 34 in eight years. Uh, He's always on the hot seat, it feels like. And I don't know if that's just the pressure of the job. Like if that is that the name of the game? I mean, it could be, but I also think that he brings a lot of that on himself. I think if you're a better dude, people can put up with you. I think if you're going to be a jerk, you got to win. Hey, you're probably right. Uh, they lose defensive coordinator Mike Elko. He is at Texas A&M. How do you feel about Mike Elko? Uh, he was a good coordinator. I mean, he greatly improved their defense from last year to to the year before. Big time. Clark Lee takes over. Uh, they've got nine starters back on defense, which is awesome. Yep. They held 10 opponents to 20 points or less last year. 
They got only five starters back on offense. Look, they lost running back Josh Adams. He had over 1,400 yards rushing last year. Uh, they lost him to the NFL early. They lost top 10 NFL draft picks Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey uh, from the offensive, offensive line. line. man. Both top 10 picks. Yeah. Like, that's that's a big deal. Um, quarterback Brandon Wimbush is back. But, look, his completion percentage last year was under 50%. That's not normal for a Brian Kelly offense. They, they do return uh, Chip Long, you know, former Memphis guy. He is the offensive coordinator. So, they return him. He might be able to find something to do. Um, you got to wonder, though, does sophomore quarterback uh, Ian Book take over after his two fourth-quarter touchdowns against LSU in the Citrus Bowl? Like, he, he could throw the ball. Yeah, he he showed up and he made some plays. I mean, that that's another quarterback competition that nobody is really talking about. Like, Wimbush is it, – it's almost the same thing, right? Like, Ian Book is not the, the star power that Tua Tonga-Vailoa is. No. But, like, Brandon Wimbush and Jalen Hurts – Kind of the same dude. Ian Book, Tua, kind of the same whatever. Like, one can throw, one can't. But one is like a leader and one maybe isn't. But might be. Like, who knows? So, it, it like, a lot of this season for Notre Dame is going to come down to Ian Book or Brandon Wimbush. And if Wimbush wins the team, like, he's got to be able to throw the football some because we don't know anything about this offensive line. Uh, I think junior wide receiver Miles Boykin is going to be awesome. He's the guy that caught the touchdown pass against LSU last year. Uh, he is coming in. He wasn't a starter last year, but he did play, obviously. Uh, you got to wonder if the running backs can stay healthy. Look, they got uh, Dexter Williams and Tony Jones Jr. They are both guys that, that had injuries last year that always have nagging injuries, it feels like. Last year, I mean, with Josh Adams, they had a dude that was just a workhorse. Yeah, the offensive line was really good. Here's the thing. If the offensive line is going to take a step down, having a guy that can throw the football that might be young and inexperienced probably isn't the best thing in the world. Having a mobile quarterback that can't throw as well could be safer and better. He's not going to turn the ball over nearly as much. He's going to take some pressure off that offensive line. He'll help open up run lanes for the other running backs if they're not as talented. Um I have no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. I trust this defense. I, I don't know anything about the defensive coordinator coming in as much as the talent that's there in returning. They got um, some good talent on defense. I This is the team. I look at this schedule, and I think if this team went 7-5, and five, it would not shock me. It would be a huge disappointment. If they go 10-2, and two, it would not shock me and be disappointed. I think there's a pretty wide margin. I know it's only three games, but in college football, three games is a lot. I think they have a pretty wide range of outcome that could happen as opposed to most teams. Did you know that this team is like the number four team from ESPN's FPI most likely to make it to the college football playoff? Yeah. Like, I look at this schedule and I'm going, there is no way. I don't know. Like, I don't understand what some of these metrics say. But, like, look, we'll go through the schedule. Like, I've I've got them losing against Michigan. I got them beating Ball State. I got them beating Vanderbilt. I got them winning at Wake Forest, although that was an iffy one. That's that's not an easy W. You no. just throw up there. 
And so then after you play at Wake Forest, you come home and you play Stanford. Stanford. Correct. But as soon as you get done with Stanford, I've got them losing. Got, I've got them go beating on, Stanford, you by go the on way. The road to Va Tech. You go to Virginia Tech. Blacksburg. I got them losing that because that's a body blow game. Listen, if they're in Blacksburg and they've got one loss and, and Vanderbilt's got one loss, that's probably. You mean Virginia Tech? Uh, Virginia Tech's got one loss. Sorry. I'm looking at Vanderbilt's schedule. Then, then that's that's probably going to be the game, game day. The, yeah, game day night game of the Chris week. Chris Felica, the Bear. Like, Our yeah, boys are going like, to be in like town. That game. Could Vitek, you imagine how hyped Virginia Tech Vitek is going to be? Tech is not losing that game. If, no. If that's the the night game, the ABC game, or I guess NBC. Well, we we thought game. that last year with Clemson coming to town. Yeah, but you and Clemson, I both took Virginia you're, Tech. You're correct on that. Notre Dame you, is not Clemson. You are now comparing Clemson to Notre Dame. That's not okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not comparing. As much I'm just as I like saying to that we push thought, down Dabo, I'm, Dabo is way better than Brian Kelly. I'm just saying we thought just that last careful. year. Okay. So either way, I've got them losing at Virginia Tech because that is a body blow game. It is tough to get up for Stanford and then go to Virginia Tech the very those next are, week. Those are two physical teams that are going to beat you yes. up. Uh, I've got them beating Pittsburgh at home. Naturally, they got a bye week before Navy, so you got a bye week to get ready for the triple option. I got them winning the Navy game. But would it surprise you if they go on the road and lose the Navy game? Well, it's not on the road. What's well, the note? And it's the okay. It's the New York game, right? It's the no, one no. They, they play Stadium? Syracuse in Yankee Stadium. Oh, I thought the I thought the Navy game was in Yankee. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Syracuse is uh, is in the Bronx. Um, so yeah, they play Navy. Uh, they play at Northwestern. I got them beating Northwestern. Although it would not shock me if Pat Fitzgerald and those that, guys look—that's that's the thing. It's I look at Northwestern a lot of these has games. not lost to Notre Dame in 23 years. Do you realize that? Come on now. No, I had I, I had I a agree. guy. I agree. I had a guy on They've YouTube only tell me that like twice. They they played. They beat them 17 to 15 in 1995, and then they beat them like 43 to 40 in nine, or in 2014. Yeah. And they haven't played any other time since then. So, but I, I could see them coming in. This is revenge for Notre Dame. The Irish are going into Chicago. Then they, and, then they, then they play Florida <laughs> State. Like, and but they, that's what I'm saying. That you go to Northwestern, and then by God, you got to come home and play Florida State. Like I got them losing to Florida State. I got them beating Syracuse in the Bronx. That's the Yankee Stadium. Okay, that's you know. the Yankee Stadium game. And then I've got them losing at USC, but I could see them beating USC. That's like right. I don't know what they're going to be. This team could be ten and two, or they could be six and six, and it really wouldn't shock me either way. Either way, it would not surprise me. And so that's I why I was hope so they're more six and six, and then maybe Brian Kelly gets fired, and then I can go back to rooting for the Irish. I got them at eight and four. I got them going under. You're, you're like right in that middle play. I'm right in the that's middle. That's a Vegas zone, right yeah. there. Like, but I, I, don't I don't understand how how your juice on nine could be minus one twenty. And this is at mybookie.ag, by the way. Use the promo code WCE fifty if you like them under or over. Either one, WCE fifty. That promo code will get you fifty percent deposit bonus. So you put in a hundred bucks, they're gonna give you fifty free dollars, and nothing's better than free money. Notre Dame eight and four. Here's <laughs> here's the reason the juice is so high. Right. Because they're Notre Dame. Because they have a obscenely large fan base. God, there's a dinosaur over here. <laughs> we, on me. For anybody that doesn't know, we have a uh, a Great Dane here that stays in the studio with us. If you don't believe in dinosaurs. And she is normally quiet. She's about, on her hind legs, she's about, uh, what, 6'5"? She's, yeah, she's, she's, she's on up there. She's a lot taller than me. Yeah, she's she's on up there. But either I way. to be 6 foot. Uh, um, it wouldn't surprise you if they go 6-6 six and six or if they go 10-2. and two. Would it surprise you if they go 12-0 and oh and get to the college football playoff? Yeah, yeah, oh no, no! Yeah, they're not going to. They're not beating Virginia Tech. That's all right. So that's the one game that, that you is, were calling. Well, no, two. They're not beating Michigan. Their their ceiling is ten and two. They host Michigan. I don't in care. the first game. I do not care. 
we don't have any idea what Shea Patterson's going to look like. With, I don't need it. Any, I don't need it. I know Brian Kelly, and I know Jim Harbaugh. I know enough to know about these teams to know that Brian Kelly is not beating Jim Harbaugh, and he is not beating Justin Fuente. Like I got him losing to Michigan too, but like that's just that's just it wouldn't surprise. It's a look. The line right now is a point and a half. That's, that's okay. That's all right. That's because <laughs> that's because Catholics the world over are going to always bet on Notre Dame no matter what the situation. So what what do you have them? I I got them. I wrote down ten and two, and I think I I mean the safe play is nine and three or eight and four. That like if you told me, what's the over under nine? Over under is nine, and the and the juice is minus one twenty. That means I would I would probably I'd probably just if I had to make a bet I'd I'd bet the under. I'd bet the <laughs> under. I'd go I'd go two games different than what I wrote on my paper. I would go the under and I would just just take the because I'm getting I think better. The odds. under is like I'm, plus yeah plus one ten oh five. It could be plus anything. It doesn't matter. It's still free money. You're getting free odds. And I think the chances of them going eight and four are the exact same as the chances of them going ten and two, which are the exact same as the chances of them going six and six. Yeah, you're probably right. You probably. I will tell you, we this. are going to get a lot of Notre Dame hate That's, on this. But I like, don't. I mean, here's the thing: get a better coach, man. Brian Kelly is going to be. <laughs> Brian Kelly is this going to be. This dude went sixty nine and thirty four in eight years. Like that's, that's pretty good. We're not going to talk about the schedule that they played half of those games. They literally <laughs> have played seasons. Where where they are favored to win every game, okay? They, I think they're going to be seasons. well. Aside they, from Michigan, they're they're going to be they're probably going to be favored to win in every all game. of these. So if you're favored to win every game, then you don't get to say, "Look how my record is." You're supposed to win all those games. Anyway, that's are they going to? We're going to do this real quick because this is the only segment that we're talking about Notre Dame. It's not okay. going to go too long. Michigan, who's better coach, Brian Kelly, Jim Harbaugh? We're just talking coach. We're not even talking stars, athletes, nothing. He gonna get out coached in the Michigan game? Uh, I mean, I'd yeah, I'd probably have to. And go that's with coming Harbaugh. from a guy that craps yeah. on Harbaugh all the time. I don't crap Is, on Harbaugh. Forget, I got him going eleven and one this for, year. Forget about Damn. the talent. <laughs> forget about the talent. Wake Forest. Brian Kelly a better coach than him? The Dave Clawson? The answer is no. Uh, I mean, it's it's if close. You, if you gave Clawson Notre Dame's players and you put Brian Kelly in Wake Forest, who wins that game? A hundred out of a hundred times. I don't know about a hundred out of a hundred times. Okay, ten out of ten. <laughs> I think I think Dan Clawson still wins that game over again. Hang on, you you know that I'm you know you know that I'm not a fan. I don't think Brian Stanford. Kelly. I think that Brian Kelly is a bad dude. I, I don't think he's a bad football. I don't coach. think he's a terrible football coach. He ain't a great one, and that, and and they're gonna play some really good coaches. Yeah, I'm, I, Justin Fuente gonna. I, gonna he, look, he's I gonna think Fuente will coach. He's gonna be on roller skates. David Shaw, you know I like David I know, Shaw, and I'm not a Shaw fan. Shaw's gonna outcoach him. Shaw's smarter than him. Navy game, he's gonna get out. Hey, try, try and say, try and say. I'm his not. Name. I'm not doing that. Come I'm on, not, man. No, I'm not doing that. Ken, I, look, I'll even do it first. Ken Neo Matalola. Ken Ken Neo Matalola. I can oh, say you that. Got it. All right. I, I can I can repeat anything. Um, I can't read the Willie, teleprompter, but I can repeat anything. Willie Taggart. You think he's a better coach than Willie Taggart? I th- I think You're not a big is. Willie Taggart guy. No, huh? it's not that I'm not a big Willie Taggart. I think Willie Taggart's got to – he's got to change that roster. Okay. I, I think he's got to change that roster. Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald's forget, a good coach. Forget the talent. We're just yeah. talking coach a lot. Pat Fitzgerald's a light years better coach than him. Now, I think he's probably got the rest of them. 
But that's, what that's about like, Clay Helton at USC? I, he's not what, a bad what we, coach. What do we make of Clay Helton? I don't know what to make of Clay Helton. That's my problem. I'm not going to judge my him, issue. But I don't know the answer. I know this. There's there's five or six of these games. He's going to get – now they've got so much better talent then. There's yeah. at least five games where he's going to get out-coached, point blank, start to finish. They're already starting out 7 nothing behind just because of coaching. Now, now you, they might be 14 over because of talent. But at some point in time, somebody's going to have to make a hard decision, and he's going to make a wrong one. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It, for me, losing Mike Elko, defensive coordinator, losing those offensive line stars, losing Josh Adams, I think it's just going to be too much to overcome. I don't like Brandon Wimbush that much, but we'll see what happens. I mean, you never know with these things. Uh, I've got him 8-4. Chris, you got him, what, 10-2? and two? Oh, man, I wrote 10-2 and two down. If over under is 9, bet the under. Bet the under. Bet the under if you get positive odds. If it's even money, just stay away. All right. If you haven't already, go on and subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, all your favorite podcast apps. I personally like Podcast Addict, but that's me. I'm on an Android. I do like this new Google Podcast. You hadn't messed with it because you got an iPhone. But either way, Google Podcast is pretty cool. Um, so go check that thing out. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash winningcureseverything. Um, go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. All that wonderful stuff. We'll see you guys the next go-round. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899. And we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show. And until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.